Hello and you are welcome to Dan and Dara Doability. This is episode 43. I'm Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Morning, Dan. Morning. How are yes, you? It's Friday. It is. Thank God we got it this far. Almost the weekend. Yeah. Starting to stack up now. Yes, it is. What, we've got about three months, less than three months left. Yeah. Jeez. It is a little frightening, actually. It was kind of, I I was talking about it last night and I was kind of going, it was pointed out to me that you haven't got long left. And it's one of those things that when you're in the middle of it, it's like, you're just kind of thinking about getting the next thing done, the next thing done. And then kind of, it hits you and you're like, whoa, it actually is near the end of it. Four years, like, just... Yeah, Oof. I mean, Gone. I still remember first year like it was yesterday. I mean, we had like, I remember presenting um, a show with uh, a friend of mine that are in a, in a band. And we got their a recording of their song to play out the credits. Like, I remember doing that. I think it was called Talent Scope. Yep. I remember that, like... As I said, like it was yesterday, it's yeah. crazy. It's nuts. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking back at a couple of pictures. I know it's only kind of, what, maybe three and a half years, maybe even three or four, whatever it is, but, you know, just how young people look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it is. It's just, it, it's gas. And I know you're, you're either probably, yeah, you're going to age and have a look quicker than I will, but, you know, I've already aged an awful lot. <laughs> but just looking, at some, just looking at some of the heads and it is, it is, it is quite funny. I've even noticed that, like, Sean without the um, without the beard. Yeah, there's just yeah. loads of little, little bits and pieces um, yeah. going on. Dan, where do you want to start today? Because I know we have a lot we want to try and get through. Yeah, I kind of, with the nature of the week that we've had in the world, kind of with the incredibly heartbreaking passing of Caroline Flack I suppose I just wanted to talk a little bit about the media I suppose given that we're in in a media course and going into that industry and how it might we're going uh, to be part of the problem yeah absolutely and I was just thinking about you know the whole kind of thing around her case her court case and it was an entirely domestic dispute you know like that happens almost every day I'd say between between people that aren't in the public eye and it's resolved and people move on and it's all fine and some aren't unfortunately but you know it's just resolved and nothing happens and it's fine right and then you get somebody like Caroline Flack who's in the public eye and it comes with, of course it comes with the territory, right? But there's a certain line that you just don't cross. And I just, it kind of, it angered me, it frustrated me because here's her boyfriend, you know, deciding not to, not to press charges. Um... And the the fact of the matter is, the only two people that knew exactly what happened are the two of them. That's just fact, right? And everybody else, it's just... <clears throat> everybody else is just speculation. And at the end of the day, 
because of that speculation, we're now looking at a world that has lost a, a great talent and a great person by all accounts to everybody that that knew her. And it's just completely unnecessary. It's just such a it's such a toxic a tox it's become a toxic culture. And I I was just looking at um the RT two FM host uh Owen McDermott put um a series of stories up during the week and one of them <clears throat> was a tweet from a Sun journalist by the name of Dan Watton who was tweeting in response to... He retweeted criticism about um, Jamila Jamil, who is an actress and presenter who has some form of a genetic... um, condition I think and she was accused of having um, Munchausen syndrome which is for anyone that doesn't know it's basically when you um, fake that you're sick so you say that you have a certain condition or you say that you're sick and you don't and basically she was accused of having this and it's completely untrue and this lady who was who tweeted out the original tweet was saying, "How can her friends live with her? This is just, and it's like that's just not needed." And this guy was retweeting this, right? And then twenty four hours later, he was um, tweeting his his sympathies to to Car- um, Caroline Flack's family. Like, what is this? What what like? It just something like that just absolutely infuriates me, and it's so unnecessary. It's so like it infuriates me. It angers me. It disappoints me. I mean, there needs to be some accountability, um, and it needs to start now. Yeah, I hear a lot of what you're saying, though, Dan. But are, are, you know, the media, yes, are have a certain level of responsibility. Yeah. But us as consumers, mm. we have a certain level of responsibility too. Mm-hmm. You know, we feed on it. Mm-hmm. We like to hear what the celebrities are up to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it is that big, big circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm waving my finger around here in a circle motion, which does not work very well for uh, audio. But it is that big circle of, mm-hmm. uh, I want to be famous, I need the media. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the media because they're very intrusive, but I need the media. Yeah, to be out there in front of you and I. Yeah. Um, yes, there's responsible media coverage, for sure. But then, what do you pick and choose? Now, I didn't really know Caroline Flack because I don't, I don't, I don't spend any time watching Love Island. Yeah, and, and strictly to and be honest, things, neither would I. But like, it's it's one of those things where it's it's like it just kind of hit me and I was kind of like um, you know and I I would kind of I'm the same I don't, I don't really watch Love Island because my opinions on that that's another that's a, another day's discussion but I <clears throat> I would have seen her from um, The Extra Factor when right. she was doing okay. with something else I don't watch yeah um, again so it's 
and yeah, I agree. I agree with you that like we we feed into and like you know these are people you look up to. These are people that you people want to emulate, which is completely understandable because they're doing great things or being successful. Um, but I think, and it's something I mentioned to you earlier in the week in terms of, I think we forget that these people are people and that they have their own lives to lead. And yeah, sometimes that, it's not... That's, that's uh, fine though, Dan, but um, uh, Philip, Philip Schofield coming out with being gay. You know, that's another one. There's a man who's in, 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 in the public eye. Yeah, he's got great support. I'm sure he's after getting slated as well. Yeah. By all sorts of things. And we're, God, we're terribly indignant. Oh, my God, he's gay. And he's been married for whatever years. And he's got a wife and kids and all this kind of stuff, you know. Mm. And we're all judging him. I think social media, we're very quick to judge. Absolutely. Uh, there's no room to, or no time to recover from a mistake. No, yeah. yeah, yes, there are lunatics out there. There are absolute nut jobs out on social media. Yeah, but you're just there's no room. You know, I've often, yeah. I've, often I've often said this to my kids. Whatever, whatever you do on social media, it's there forever. Yeah, no matter what, mm-hmm. someone can find it. Mm-hmm. You can talk about Google saying you can have anonymity and all this kind of we can remove if it's out there. It's going to be found uh, again. We had uh, Sinn Fein TD. This week, tweets from seven or eight years ago before she was a member of the Sinn Féin party uh, for anti-Semitism. You know, it's bad. And I think there was one that even came out with um, Kevin Hart around the Oscars because I remember he was he was up for for hosting the Oscars and he stepped down, didn't he? Yeah, as a result of it. As a result of it, absolutely, yeah. You know, there's Justin Trudeau, the Canadian president who was in blackface when he was in college. Mm. Uh, you know, he got shit over that. And oh, you kind of have to say rightly so. But what's, mm. you know, you can't airbrush everything that's happened in the past either. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and you shouldn't probably be castigated or scalded for something you've done, which was possibly acceptable at the time. Mm. Maybe a little bit risque. You know, but that's that's what the media and social and, and I was going to say social justice, but social media yeah. are going to do. Yeah, you know, and suddenly it's around the world, and and <coughs> everyone forms an opinion, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, we're all rightly indignant over something we we have no idea about. Yeah, that we have to include. It's just been reported to us by one source, possibly. And I suppose that's the that's the frustrating thing, like that I've haven't kind of studied it um, is that we kind of we don't let ourselves kind of look at it from different angles as you, as you were saying earlier on it's kind of we're so quick to to judge people and be like oh this is terrible but you don't know the full story no you don't um, and you're not going to <clears throat> it really makes a and, difference yeah, if somebody absolutely. came up to you right now and went listen and you knew this person was genuine or had the answer or whatever and said, I know who shot JFK. I right. know the full story. Mm. Would it really matter? No. I don't think anyone's going to believe you anyway. You know, because yeah. of all the theories, because of yeah, union shot him or whatever, or international influence or whoever did what and the extra man and the 
guy in a knoll with the extra gun and all of those kind of things, it, it, it really doesn't matter. I think it's kind of because social media has kind of turned us into this society where our own belief is fact. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where in a case like this it, it becomes dangerous and fatal unfortunately well, it's in, out there on Twitter or wherever it's yeah. true it must be true yeah somebody wrote if it's it. on Twitter it's, it's true yeah, or not necessarily Twitter or whatever social if media if it's on social of, media yeah it's, it's out on there the, oh, my goodness like this is a reporter from whatever newspaper or news outlet or whatever um you know, and somebody else tweets it, and somebody else gets it, and then suddenly somebody else is reporting it, and, and then it becomes news. And an awful lot of times, so fucking what? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the that's the thing about it is that, like, we're people. Yeah. And that's what I I've been kind of trying to figure out um, through the course of the week is being like. You know, at the end of the day, we're all human, and that's something that has been um, brandished around a lot in the past decade, 12 years, since 12, 14 years, however long since social media came around, is that we're still human. We still have the power to, like, write this or say this or whatever. So that, I think, is what's baffling me in a way in in saying that people don't actually realise what they say anymore. It is is my view on it because, you know, you, you still have to come up with a thought yeah. in order to be able to verbalise it. And yeah. some things are better left unsaid. But because of social media, it's because, oh, I've just thought of this great idea. I'm going to stick it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's another one there, um, Paddy Hula, uh, the ex-MMA fighter who is a Sinn Féin councillor here in Tala. <clears throat> right. Again, in the middle of the, or just before the election. Now, he wasn't going to be a TD or anything, uh, but he was on a podcast and said a few things he probably shouldn't have said. Yes. Now, there are obviously things he believes. Mm. Um, you know, and you're kind of going... Yeah, it's one thing believing it, another mm. thing saying it. Yeah, and when you see what he or when you hear what he said, you're kind of going, yeah, that that is probably the reality for some people. Yeah, and it's probably the reality that he sees. But it's how you say the message. Yeah, it's a way of phrasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly, and you're you're kind of going, you know, then we should, we 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 hold these people to a higher standard. Yeah, because they're representing us. You know, but not everybody can be a politician. Absolutely. You can have all of the best will in the world and the best of intentions. Mm. But you may not have the skills. You may not have the social skills. Mm. You know, to know, as you said, when to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. You know, and when to have that conversation in your head and pause and go, and then carry on without making those stupid things. I I get the impression now, I, I do correct me if I'm wrong. I get the impression that before social media, people were a lot more like that, though. Uh, 
Do you that, know? I yeah, okay, but sure, there's no one to report in it then. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, you know, there was no way of knowing it. There was no way of, you know, uh, I mean, things have changed. You know, completely. What's you know what might be considered being racist now? When I was growing up, probably wasn't being considered being a racist. Yeah, you know, and. It's probably the worst place to start is with racism, but it's probably one of the most relevant ones we have now. Yeah, I mean Ireland was when I was growing up was mostly a white population. You right. know, so the things that we saw, or the things that we heard, we had no impact. We had we were ignorant, I suppose, to really what was going on in the rest of the world because we weren't exposed to it. We weren't exposed to it. We had RTE mm-hmm. yeah. one and two, deadly. You know, yeah. you were lucky if you got BBC in. Yeah, you know, through an aerial or whatever and stuff like that. And then that was just kind of quaint and something like slightly different. But again, it was mostly white as well. You know, and a lot of the programs we would have seen as kids growing up from the BBC would have been mildly racist anyway. You know, I, 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 can, I can't think of a couple of the, the names of them and stuff like that, but they would have dealt with some of the mild racism when it comes to uh, immigration and stuff like that, just the way people mm. were being portrayed. Mm. That's changed, but that's what we were exposed to. But... You had the Irish Times, you had the Irish Independent, you had the Irish Press, you even heard the Cork Examiner. Newspapers, that was it. Nobody read, everybody read newspapers, but there's only so much you can get into a newspaper. Yeah. Now there's no filters. Yeah. Anybody's out there and can report on something he heard or saw or has an opinion on, you know, and plus you don't even have to be yourself. Yeah. You can be somebody in You can be just a, a series of numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, K nine four seven eight six six two W said, and <laughs> you know, comment that, on somebody's post. Yeah, that's one of those things that it it allows that kind of communication between people. If you are anonymous, that oh, I can make my myself anonymous, so I can say whatever I want, and there will be no. No consequences to it, but I, I suppose that's the thing that I keep coming back to with 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 something like this is there are real life, actual, proper consequences. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, would you say something? In, I'm not saying you, sorry, but you know, you, somebody says something in a tweet, but they couldn't tell to somebody's face. Absolutely not. By shite, they wouldn't. You know. Yeah. If somebody said some of the things that I've been very lucky and nobody's ever said that to me, but, you know, come and say it to my face and I'll smack you one. Yeah. You know, then we've got a real life problem. Mm. Uh, maybe that's what we should do. Mm. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Track down these people and them a smack. Yeah, it's like... Keyboard I, warriors hiding out there, yeah. feeling they can say whatever the hell they want. And I think that, that was another thing as well, because um, Laura Whitmore who is Irish talent as well. She took over from um, Carolyn after the case came out. Yeah, and she she, was stood down. Yeah, when she stood down, absolutely. And she came out after she passed away and it was incredibly emotional. She was the BBC, wasn't it? Yeah, her BBC, the opening link of of her show on the Monday morning. And it was just incredibly emotional kind of call out to these, as you said, the keyboard wires to just be like, be 
mindful of what you're actually saying because people I think on social media get into this bubble of like oh it's on social media so it's not in real life so I can say what I want and as I said it, it won't have it won't have consequences but even from her point of view she was saying that she flew over to um this was on her her social media during the week she flew over to Cape Town for Love Island and she was meeting up with her her boyfriend for the first time uh since Caroline passed away because he does the voiceover right for Love Island and they were in the airport and um the paparazzi were there and she posted a video um to her social media of she was getting um harassed essentially by the by the paparazzi going, Can I just get a reaction? Can I just get and it was this constant thing of like you know, in her face being like, I I need this kind of reaction from you, can I get the reaction, can I get it? And it's just like she's just making the point of you know she had said that she just lost her friend and then the pop was kind of going which friend and all this kind of, so it was constant and it's just like there's an element and even she said it she understands that she's in the public eye that comes with the territory but that's the thing is that there's a line between when does this become a job? Yeah. And when does it actually become somebody's life? Because the fact is, it's actually somebody's life the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that, from my point of view, and I suppose from ours, is that as media students, I'm kind of looking at this, and, and it does it does kind of worry me a little bit going going forward, kind of going, uh, what's it going to be like for us going out into... I mean, yeah, you can be warned all you want, but, like, it, it's wholly different, you know, dealing with... Even from my... And I'm, I'm incredibly lucky that I've... I've never received any kind of hate or 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 negativity in in that sense online, but from the from um, the first day's perspective, yeah. when you're kind of going through the application and stuff in in the were, con- were you on first day it's done. <laughs> Yes, I was. Yeah, just yeah, just just saying. Yeah, that's done. I have to tell you. <laughs> um, but it was kind of we we're not responsible for um, and anything that kind of happens. To, you know, they they warn you about it. Yeah, uh, I could get into trouble with non-disclosure. But even no, no, it's a simple again, fact. You're yeah. not you're not covered. Yeah, no support. Your ass is hanging out in the line. Um, and. That's not to say, as well, like, first aid themselves were incredible. They were absolutely amazing. But I, I'm just making the point as to, like, 
essentially that is the point that you know you're expected to kind of like they do warn you and all that kind of thing but at the end of the day you're expected to kind of take it yeah um and even from when I was in, when I was in the interview for me it was very important that I said at the time that I was particularly lonely because I suppose that's something that I'd hidden um you know people that knew me very well kind of because I'd be able to talk to them about it um knew but I suppose it, I I was kind of looking at this as a public platform so it gives me an opportunity to get everything out um and I was kind of like okay so I'm going to just basically say everything so I did say that I was lonely and that I struggle and so on and so forth yeah and I was very grateful that they did put that in um, because it was very important to me. And I suppose, and it's only something small, but even um, afterwards when I was doing kind of media for it afterwards on uh, Ray Darcy and things, it was like they were talking about how I was talking about my parents and all that kind of thing and it wasn't mentioned about the fact that I was no I understand that that's maybe negative and that it's a short interview and maybe it's entirely circumstance you know they want to so maybe I'm being a bit too picky Mm. about it there but it's just I suppose the media is selective in general in that it fosters this thing of our belief is our fact, like I was saying earlier on. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's really, really scary sometimes. Particularly when you get something like that happen. Um, and I, I have to give a huge amount of credit to Owen McDermott actually because he in the aftermath of kind of sharing all this important um, stuff, he did post a link to a number of positive news accounts on uh, social media. One of them, um, we have an article from here today, which is uh, Thanks Good News. Um, and we'll, we'll share the link to all of these because they're brilliant. They're just constant positive hmm. streams of news which is brilliant because that's what we need uh, this is a story of a boy called Tyler who lo- absolutely loves dogs absolutely loves dogs and he has um, sensory processing disorder and, and, and a number of other things which means that he can't um Verbalize anything. Um, so if he's if he's in pain or anything, he can't he can't verbalize. But he absolutely loves dogs. So his mum uh, put out this um, kind of uh, put a post on social media asking people um, for pictures of the dogs so that he um, 
they could put together something for his birthday. And initially, she was kind of getting pictures from her, um, you know, friendship circle and things like that. And then it, it went viral and, and she was getting uh, pictures from all across the world. That's what you want. And it's just brilliant. And, like, that's the power of social media. That's what... Well, there's the power of good. Yeah, the power of good. The power of good, yeah. That's my point, actually. It's not the power. That's the power of good being used on social media. Yeah. That, you know, that's what it was designed to do um, initially. And that's the power of human good. Never mind. And, and like, so that's another thing of, like, we need to keep stories like this um, coming out because that's going to make people happy and I suppose it's like what Caroline said a number of days before she passed it was like in a world where you can be anything and be kind yeah simple it's, thing. As, it's as simple as that yeah and I think Dan that's a good place to leave it if you're going to be anything just be kind where can people find us you can find us on Facebook Twitter Instagram all at Dan and Dara Doability. You can send us an email at Dan and Dara Doability at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Go Loud, anywhere you find your podcast. Excellent. This has been episode 43. I've been Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy, and we'll talk to you very soon.